Hey, Giant fans, welcome to the Giant Insider Podcast. My name is Jerry Foley. I am the senior editor of the Giant Insider newspaper, and with me, as always, is the beat writer of the Heart of Giants Nation, Big Trust Woo Woo, Chris Bizignano. Chris, I am happy to announce, as I'm sure you are, to um, Giant Insider Podcast Nation, mm. the buffoons around the world, that we now have a producer of ESPN fame. Uh, if you don't know the name, I guarantee, folks, that you've heard his voice over the years. A man by the name of Bob Sagendorf, who has been in the industry a very long time. Um, mm. he, you, you probably heard his voice during the, the heyday of NFL primetime. Bob has experience um, in sports and music, and we made a connection on Twitter. And to say the least, Chris, uh, it's an honor for him to take us on and basically be our producer uh, from here on wow. Honor for us for him to take us on, yeah. Is that what I said? That's what I meant. No, you said honor for him. <laughs> oh my God, no, 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 Bob, uh, Bob, if you're listening, this is a really bad first shot. Okay, let me repeat myself. Let me, let me, let me, let me re- it's all right. It's, everybody knows what you meant. It's an honor for us, Bob. There you go. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. Listen, Jerry. Uh, <clears throat> Bob started listening to the podcast. He started reaching out to us on Twitter, right? Yes. Uh, he liked the work on the podcast. He liked the tweets. Um, he's a guy that basically founded ESPN Radio, right? Right. Um, he basically helped produce, uh, was a voice on Sunday night primetime with Chris Berman, yep. right? Uh, him and Chris are like, uh, you know, you know, the yicky yak over there, both of them. They're, they're very tight. They, they, they were together in the seventies. Yeah. Um, did a lot of things, Bob. He evolved the rock and roll hall of fame and music and radios, uh, New York radio stations. And, and we were honored to have a guy like this. Um, take interest in us and actually want to produce us. I, I guess he saw two buffoons and says, hey, let's let's do something with these two buffoons, right? <laughs> yes, absolutely. And um, and he's going to be doing a lot of things with us, and we're very happy to have Bob alone. We, get, we got to know Bob pretty good. Um, really solid dude. As I like to say, um, the guy's fought through a lot of, you know, uh, personal stuff in his life and he guy's a battler and here he is yep. and he's uh helping us out he's going to produce a lot of stuff and we're honored to have him yeah and let me repeat myself bob we are honored to have you not the other way around so i apologize it's so funny man uh, yeah jerry's a little arrogant bob you know you see how jerry gets you know, nah, well, and, and this is what chris wound you about like i don't know bob i don't know if you can, you can work with jerry he's uh, he's a little uh, high maintenance but uh it's just funny the, the amount of people that that he's hung out with uh, in the music industry and things like that and yeah. now he took an interest in us and uh yeah, it's awesome for us. It's 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 phenomenal. So it's a it's a great opportunity, and it's going to take us to the next level. And uh, you know what? We thank all you guys for listening. Cause um, it wasn't for you guys, It'd just be Chris and I talking to each other on the phone every night about the Giants. So thanks everybody. <laughs> all right, buddy. Um, look, uh, what we try and do is stay away from the doom and gloom that everybody sees in the media. Although uh, things seem to be turning around a bit uh, in the, uh, the the coronavirus world right now, as far as uh, numbers go but look we try to be that distraction for all of you um, we've shared some stories with you uh, about how we you know we, we kind of serve as that right and, and anything in sports right now is a, a distraction from what's going on in the world um, and one of the things that we've talked about is the fact that the NFL is moving forward with the draft right. and Chris and I have said man over over the last couple years we have not agreed with a lot of what Roger Goodell has done, but this is so necessary in our opinion to move forward 
and have the draft, even if it's going to be online. It's basically going to be a, uh, it looks like it's going to be a fantasy draft. What everybody else does as a fantasy draft now where it's online and you're picking players. So it's going to be unique. I'm looking forward to it. Uh, I think it's the, a, a much needed distraction for everyone. I think the NFL is getting this right, Chris. And I, I think you agree with me. Uh, this, yeah. this is the distraction that we all need right now, man. Yeah. Uh, uh, you know, listen, I talked about it last week, Jerry. Um, I'm not a big fan of Roger Goodell. Okay. We, I think people followed us, especially me on Twitter and the podcast, all know that. Okay. But in my opinion, Roger Goodell uh, made the right choice here. Okay. Uh, this country needs what I call a mental health break, Jerry. Right. right. There's no baseball. There's yep. no golf. There's no Wimbledon. There's no coming up. Uh, there's no uh, hockey playoffs, uh, NBA playoffs. Nothing. Right. Nothing is going on. So, in my opinion, and a lot of people said, oh, they should cancel this draft. They're disrespecting people who are dying, not during this pandemic. Okay. Well, nobody's disrespecting anybody that lost their life. Right. Or any family members who have lost loved ones. Right. But the world goes on, and I feel that this was a great, it's going to be a great three days just for people to say, Oh man, you know, let me let me think about something else. You know, um, let me look at the NFL draft. Let me get away from what's going on. Yes. And like you said a few minutes ago, Jerry, some of the numbers are starting. To, you know, they're, you know, they're starting. It's starting to get a little better. But it, it for us here in Jersey, oh, for yeah. people in New York, yeah. it's that's not really good news. I mean, it's not bad news, but you know, these two states are getting hammered right by this virus. Yep. Okay. Yep. Um. So not. I think it's a very good move as far as let everybody take a deep breath, um, you know, and say, wow, let me limit. Listen, Jerry, now try to follow me here. I know you will. <laughs> we were in Vietnam yeah. for what, 10 years, eight years, and lost over 55,000 soldiers. Right. And the NFL draft went on every year. Right. All right. Yep. So nobody's diminishing. Anybody that died in this country due to this virus. But during the Gulf War, during Iraq, Vietnam, when guys could have been 200 soldiers getting killed in one night, we still had to draft. So, you know, to people who come out and say, well, you know, that's disrespecting the dead. Well, what about back then? Yeah. Just because some soldier bought it. In Southeast Asia, does that mean what? Right? That doesn't count because it would happen over there. Right. What I'm saying is that the country moves on, and it's a good idea. The country keeps going, right. in spite of death. And it's sad to say, right? Because what's going on in this country with this pandemic is is sad, dude. Sad that a virus is taking down this country, right? Yeah, I mean, I always, I, I always think of, of the Piazza home run. I'm not a Mets fan, but that was awesome, right? When, when, the, when baseball came back after 9-11, Piazza hit that home run. It was like, okay, it was a tragic event, but that happened, and, and we're not back. But, you know, we're returning a little to normalcy. And, and, and look, I'm not diminishing anything, like you said. No. We're, not, we're not diminishing anything here. But the faster you can get back to things that are normal and that happened before – the better off we're all going to be mentally. So I am all for this. I, yep. I am ecstatic that the draft is going on. 
And it's not just, it's not like a business thing. It's just, look, we're fans. Chris and I always say this. We are fans. We love the New York Giants. I cannot wait to sit down and see who was right. Chris, me, Twitter, who we're picking. What are we going to do? Are we going to trade down? I need that distraction. I think everybody does. It's going to be a welcome distraction for everyone. And then we return to what is the new normal, you know, a couple days later, the next day. And as we see the stuff happening around us, but I thought it was a, I think it's a great move by the NFL. I think it's a very smart move. And it's not for selfish reasons, Jerry. I mean, you're oh yeah, oh little good. We'll get some football. Who cares about anything else? Right. Hey, me and you are regular citizens too, right, dude? Yep. We need we need something to give us a break, right? Yes. Okay, yeah, we cover the Giants and all that, but you know what, Jerry? Your family, my family, everybody around this nation, you know, we need a break, man. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, uh, you know, out here in Jersey. In New York, you can't even walk on a golf course and get a break. And, all right, let me let me get a blow here. Let me clear my head for three hours. I'll play a little golf by myself. Can't even do that. Right. Can't even walk in a park now. That's been shut down. Yeah, 30 more days, yep. Okay? I mean, you know, there's over here in Jersey, you know, the, the governor's hinting about being shut down through June. Yeah. So the people need a break, man. You know? Yeah. Other states, California's trying to get back on its feet and all that. And New York is... Trying to turn the corner, but I think it was a great move by Goodell um, to keep the draft. They're doing. Listen, Jerry, if they were doing it in a room or, or, or like in an arena, I'd be like, "What are these guys kidding me?" You right. Know, then you're just, being, then safe... you're just being a careless idiot. Now, yes. Right now, you're just being an idiot, careless, selfish idiot, which usually Goodell is. Don't right. get me wrong, right. but in this case, you know, it's being done in a safe way. Everybody's in their own room, and it's. And you know what, Jerry? To me, it's a little bit of a flashback in the old times where, oh, yeah. you know, you're going to see commissioner's face, right? He's going to say, okay, picking uh, number four, the Giants pick so-and-so, right? And there's going to be none of that hugging stuff, everybody jumping up at that. Now, now let's go on to the next pick like it used to be, Jerry, yeah. back in the day, you know? Yeah. yeah. There's so, going to be, I imagine there's going to be a ton of Skype meetings and Zoom meetings across right. the country, you know, among friends right. and everything like that. Right. Now, it's going to be interesting, Jerry, I'm sure <laughs> – Listen, each GM, they're going to be on Zoom or Skype, whatever they're going to be with the commissioner, and you might have some, you know, it's going to be a very interesting night, Jerry, because I cannot picture it running smooth, right? Yeah. Something's got to happen. Somebody loses their feed, whatever it might be, right? Well, Chris, the first thing I thought of was I hope the computer folk that uh, Gettleman hired are, are on on their game that night, buddy. <laughs> that the, the computer guys are, are up and running, and we are golden, because if we lose our connection or anything like that, you, you know what will happen to us. Right, it'll happen to us, or it happened to the Minnesota Vikings because that one, I think, what two years in a row, they they their time ran out. But I could totally see it happen to us where something happens and it's oh the Giants skipped the fourth pick. Okay, let's go to five and two is taken. So <laughs> yeah. we have to be on Jer- our game. Hey Jerry, can, can I let you in on something? Yes. You know, Gettleman came out last year and he said about you know we're adding some computer guys and everybody made fun of. Oh, you're finally catching up, Jerry. The Giants had computer guys before I Gettleman know, it got was, here. It was an easy joke to make. I'm sorry, buddy. No, 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 no. Jerry, no, no, no. Jerry, I'm not saying this to you. Oh, okay. <laughs> a lot of people, Giant fans, and around the league are under the impression that Giants never had any computer people, personnel, until last year when Gettleman says, oh, we're going to hire some now. Right. They always had computer guys in there, Jerry. Yes. Now, I'm not, Jerry, I'm not saying this towards you. I'm saying it towards anybody out there who thinks, oh, Gettleman finally caught up to the, to the, to the you know, into the, into the millennial and finally going to get some computer. Folks, the Giants always had some computer. He just added some more. That's it. All right. Yep. Uh, you know, that's, you know, I know there's a, 
anti-gentleman agenda out there and like you know he could do no right and all i understand that people want to believe that but and people actually believed that there wasn't one computer analyst or whatever computer whatever the hell you want to call them and at giant at, at the giants facility and to get them and said oh we're going to hire some now we hired some within the last year no they've always been there Gettleman just expanded on it all right so yeah. not, so you know not you know let's just get that on record because uh, that idiotic like so many other idiotic, you know, uh, things that are going around about Gettleman, uh, which just wasn't true. Uh, speaking of Gettleman, and I don't know if you want to get into it now, but it's, it might be a good time since we brought him up. Nobody wants to play for him? <laughs> right, that's true. No one wants to play for him, right? Besides that, <laughs> it has been argued by you and me that Isaiah Simmons should be the number four overall pick. Well, as I've tweeted had an interview with Dave Sivertson of Our Lads, who, first off, needs to be more famous because he's just, he's a fountain of draft information. I mean, wait till you guys hear it. I, I, I did my best to not be Mike Francesa and, and interrupt him while he was talking. because I, But I, he's like you, Chris. I could talk football with this guy for six straight hours and, and, you know, and be wide awake the whole time and, and be uh, very into it. So I tried not to do that. But also, I don't know if he changed my mind a bit. Um, and you'll, you guys will hear the interview. I'm not going to uh, do any, you know, I'm not going to um, ruin this at all. <laughs> but I will say, um, how about this, Chris? Let me ask you a question. Yeah. We've all talked about Isaiah Simmons. If you had to improve one position in this draft, say you had one pick at four, you're not going to get Chase Young. At, at number four, you have to take one guy. And for, the re- for whatever reason, you traded away the rest of the picks or they were taken away because you cheated. Who are you taking, and what's the most important position on this team to fix right now? Well, Jerry, I'm not going to change from my stance of needing a huge defensive impact player. Right. It's a tough one because we need a tackle bad, right? But I've been saying it. You've been saying it. We need an impact players on a defensive side of the ball. Yeah. So I'll stick with it, Jerry. I'll, I'll stick with the Isaiah Simmons because he has that impact capability. You were also okay. tweeting. You were also tweeting about Murray. You want to go into that a little bit? Well, listen. Kenneth Murray is not going to be a Giant. We know that, right? I mean, unless Isaiah Simmons goes to the Lions and then the Giants turn around and love Murray and take it, uh, take him, right? But that's not look, doesn't look like it's going to happen. I'm sure if if the Giants are on Isaiah Simmons and if he goes before them, you know, uh, the Giants will go with the tackle. But we'll see in a couple of weeks, right? Yeah. Kenneth Murray. The more I'm watching him, looking at him lately and everything, he's he's just an impressive linebacker. He'll be the second linebacker taken. Um, I just I looked at him, I looked at him, Jerry, yeah. and all this is what I was getting at on Twitter was this right. that if the Giants shocked everybody, that's shocked. But if the Giants say Simmons went to the Lions, right, mm-hmm. and the Giants turned around and said, and the fourth pick of the draft, the Giants go with Kenny, I wouldn't be like. Oh my God, that's the worst pick I've ever heard. Right. I think the kid is that good, man. I really do. Now, do I have Isaiah Simmons graded slightly above him? Above? Yeah, sure. I do. I haven't better than him. Yeah, I do. Yeah. You know. But you look at Murray, and so, and all I'm saying is, it's not a huge gap. That's all I'm saying. Right. You know. Uh, so I. Uh, that's a, the only point I was making. You know, I'm just going through these kids, Jerry. Yeah. Um, especially, yeah. you know, just especially being home all the time now. I'm just studying up these kids so much. Uh, another kid that while we're online back is that I'm really hot on. Okay. I'm going to get into this a little bit. All right, bud, you mind? 
I no, I led you into it. Okay, I don't know what Dave said. Uh, Dave is excellent. Cyrus is excellent at these college kids. Uh, uh, but here's a kid that I've been really hot on. I think you know we're going to go with this, and that's Willie Gay Jr. Yeah, you've been you've been you've been pounding that drum okay. too. Yeah. Now I'm watching this show. Real, real quick, before you get to Gay, real quick. Sorry, but there's no chance that Murray would be there in round two for the Giants. You don't think? I I, I do not believe that, Jerry. Okay. No. Right. But listen, Jerry. Yeah. You know how drafts are, dude. Yeah, right. Yep. You never know. Yeah. I think he's, you know, he's going to be a late first rounder, you know, 20 on, Murray. But you never know what goes on, right? Never yep. know. Yep. So. All right, sorry. Yeah? Yep. Okay, I thought it was. No, you're good. You're <laughs> so, um, a kid that I'm looking at, if he's there with the third round, which I have, basically think there's no shot at that now because his stock is rising, okay? Mm-hmm. But I looked at Willie Gay Jr. I changed my thing. My draft, which will be changed, what about five, four more times before you know the twenty third, right? <laughs> oh yeah, my first round changes every every. It seems like every week, my right. first round. Changes. Okay, um, this kid is a baller. All right, um, yeah. I, I'm. A lot of people when I tweeted about Willie Gay said, "Yo, yo, Chris, you're right. This kid, this kid." Now he has some things going on in college. Okay, um, yeah, I think he is academic wise. I think he had an issue with a student or a teacher or something like that. I think it's quarterback, right. or it's quarterback as well or something. Right. So the kid admitted he did some stupid crap in college. Uh, we're not talk. We're not talking about somebody who was burglarizing dorm apartments, <laughs> robbing people. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, we talk about a kid that has some things going on, and a lot of people are like, "Oh, you can't draft him. Yeah, he's got a red flag." Okay. Well, it depends on what the red flag is, right? Yeah. And I always like to say, okay, now let's look at the red flag. What are we talking about? Is, it, is this a kid who robbed people and he's still, you know, walking around like I don't care, you know, in the whole act? We don't want him, right? Right. Well, for his issues and things he's admitted, he's a kid that you got to look at if he's around because the kid is an impact. I'm telling you, Jerry, you watch him. He's all over the place, this kid, okay? Yeah. yeah. So he's going to go, I think, in the middle of high second round. But I, I was just saying that, hey, you know, there's two kids, Jerry, that I think are there. Um, you got to take. I think if Zach Bourne is there in the second round at 36, you take him. Well, that's my oh. second round mock pick. That's my guy. Okay, well, I'm sorry, dude. I, I I forgot all about that. Well, well there you good. go. Yeah, right. No, high five. Well, there you go. Virtual the more high five. I the more I read about him, the more I look at him, the more I I, I find some clips on him. Yeah. Um, the more I'm impressed, Jerry. Yeah. You know, he's a kid that was a high school quarterback. Okay. Yeah. Comes over here, gains some weight. Really athletic. Jerry, to me, if he's available at 36, you grab him. What you said about Gay reminds me of Ahmad Bradshaw when the Giants took him in the seventh round, and, and it was like, why this guy drop? And when you found out that, I think it was he stole an Xbox or something, or, or, a, or a Wii, I was like, my reaction was, well, that's it? Well, okay. I have friends of mine who've done worse than this stuff. So, well, listen, Jerry, yeah. you know, a kid going in and robbing people's dorms, whatever. No, I, know. I'm just I, I understand that. Yeah. I, listen, Jerry, I get that. Right. I get that. Right. But not for what Gay did, right. okay? Uh, well, I, you know, listen, like I said, you know, I know the culture thing and all that nonsense, right? Yeah, you don't want a bunch of, you know, criminals. I, I understand that, right? And don't compare plaques and say, oh, what about plaques? So now all of a sudden, uh, plaques, you know, came to the Giants and then he did a stupid thing, right? Right. Right? Okay, so... Um, you're not going to have, look, I like to say this. I know Gunn wants it. Every general manager wants it. 53 angels. Everybody's good. Everybody, 
It's not going to, it, it can't happen. Well, well Chris, let me, let me just add to that, to your point. I, I think it was, it was either Plax's book. I, I think it was Plax's book or straight hands. I think it was Plax's where Coughlin was basically complaining about some of the guys on the team and that he wasn't happy. And Ernie, of course, he said to him, you're not coaching Holy Cross, Tom. And I, I thought, what a, what a great line, right? Like, nope, these guys aren't perfect, right? I'm not saying, like, like you said, you don't want criminals, but at the same time, you know, look, you're going to have some guys that <laughs> bend the law. I, I don't know. It, it doesn't, it's not the end of the world. These aren't, like you said, it, it, it depends on the crime. It, it's, you know, the, nobody's, these guys aren't, you don't want complete choir boys on your team. It's just, it's the reality of it. I, I hate to say that, but it's true. Yeah, I mean, you got to have some guys at edge, is like the way I put it, Jerry. It happens, right? Right. right. Now, I'm not saying those guys at edge go out, you know, and and, and shoot somebody. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying, right. Right. 53 guys, right. you got to have some guys at edge. Yeah. Me personally, yeah, I don't mind it as long as they're not out breaking, you know, breaking the law, you know, doing bad things off the field. Right. But you know, some kid maybe did some stupid crap in college. I'm talking about. Stupid crap like academic, you know, whatever. I'm not yeah, talking about judge it. It's going to judge an 18, 19 year old, you know, like, come on, man. Talking about hurting people, okay? Uh, right. Talk about some stuff where you say, okay, my man, look, this is what you did. You know, you cheated on this academic wise. You were 18. I understand the whole crap, the whole thing. You know, what are we talking about here, man? Right. Oh, I, 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 anyway, are we worried about you? Tell me, are you past that crap? Yo, coach, I made stupid mistakes. I, I swear to you, man, I will never, you know. Right. And then you get a read, and and these guys. That's all I'm saying, dude. Right. And before, now, I, before anybody want to put wants to put word, words in our mouth, I have three daughters, so none of that domestic crap. We're not talking about that at all. That's that's off that's limits. Not, that's, that's ridiculous. So just before anybody says anything stupid on Twitter. So I've been so impressed with Gay Junior that, you know, I did reach out to Carl Banks. Hey, Carl, what do you think about this kid? You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, have you looked at him? And Carl said, I got to look at him more. Uh, I'm hearing a lot of good things on him. Let me check him out, Chris, a little bit more, I'll, you know, the whole deal. And obviously, you know, when you want to evaluate a linebacker and say, all right, maybe I'm looking up my butt. I don't even know what the hell I'm looking at here. I, do, I love the kid. I love what he did in Mississippi State. I saw him numerous times in Mississippi State mm -hmm. against powerful SEC schools like Alabama. The kid was very active, as I like to put it. But, you know, uh, there's things you can miss. Like, I can miss. I'm not, you know, I'm not a football expert where I can look at everything on the field. Oh, that kid's doing that wrong. Call Banks is. Yes. So when I, when I ask something like that, hey, Carl, what do you think, man? Because, you know, what do you see in this kid? And he's like, I'm going to study him more. I like him, too. I heard a lot of good things. But let me get back. Anyway, the point being is, look, Banks, I'm curious to see what Banks, how he feels about him, Jerry, because obviously Banks was a great linebacker, right? Yes. And he, and, and you see what he's done with Blake Martinez Banks this week, right, Jerry? Yep. He oh, broke down no, Blake. No, uh, yes, and thank God Banks did it. That now there's credibility behind it. It's not just, you know, you or me saying, look, I mean, this guy looks really good. And, and I mean, it's Carl Banks putting it out because it's so much more, it's it's so much more valid, like the opinion. Well, Banks broke down a lot as right. far as what he was asked to do in coverage. Right. And if you watch Blake Martinez, like I did, yep. the, his 16 games last season, yeah. and it just ver it verifies everything, you know, that Banks said. You just see what he does in coverage. You see how he just played like a lot of mop-up roll tackles and all that crap in the system he was in. So Banks kind of let all the Giants fans know, hey, look, look at the way this guy recognizes this coverage, that coverage, and what he's asked to do, right? Yep. And he's just saying the same thing, Banks, you know, um, about, hey, you're going to really like this guy. Something that I've been preaching for the last few weeks, Giant fans. You know, don't be like, just don't listen to Joe Blow on social media who looks at a game rewind and goes, oh, I know what I'm talking about. Watch this. He stinks. You know what I mean? Yeah. 
Okay, uh, just saying that you're going to like this guy. Uh, you know, and Banks is, I can tell you this personally, Jerry, yeah. Banks is crazy about Martinez. Thinks he's going to add so much to this giant defense, bud. You know, so sure I think feel- that's a positive for Giant fans. Make sure to make everyone feel so much better about it. Chris, before I go to my interview with Cyberts, and I got one question for you. Can you tell me, because I, I don't, I've never heard this term before this offseason. Maybe I'm stupid or a buffoon. What is an off-ball linebacker? I don't, I don't, Banks subtweeted that, too. <laughs> he subtweeted at us. What the hell does that mean? Okay. Uh, I, I got to be honest with you. I see a lot of kids, a lot of got younger guys on social media. They, oh, is it off-ball? I, I, I don't know. It's just an inside backer, I guess, that covers them. But, I, I, you know, even Banks is befuddled by that one. I don't know, you know, the off-ball term. It's just like a new term used in this age, Jerry. You know? All linebackers are off the ball. <laughs> Whatever. It's something that we're like, oh, crap, what the hell we miss you? Yeah. (laughs) All right, everybody, you are listening to the Giant Insider Podcast with Chris Bizignano, the beat writer, and Jerry Foley. You can find us on iTunes, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, Google Play, Spotify, and a host of other platforms. Coming up next is my interview with the great Dave Syverson. All right, everybody, we are back, and we have our first guest, Dave Syverson of Our Lads. Uh, I always say about Chris Bizignano that he has forgotten more football than most people know, but I can assure you that Dave Syverson has forgotten more prospects than any of us have ever even heard of. So Dave Syverson, the first guest of the Giant Insider podcast. Welcome, buddy. Thanks for having me, man. Check is in the mail. Thank you. Thank you for the kind words. (laughs) Good stuff, man. Um, Dave contributes to the Giant Insider. We are fortunate that he contributes. He writes usually a column per issue, uh, and he will kind of recap uh, or I'm sorry, preview uh, games that are going on that weekend, or he'll give us who he thinks the Giants should be looking for. He also contributes to Big Blue Interactive, which uh, he is known as Psy56, and he's probably the most, one of the most popular people on Big Blue Interactive, which is saying something, because I, I used to log into that site, and I can, I can be honest when I say that um, they are the, you know, the, not miserable Giant <laughs> fans, but it's a tough group, and if you don't make your point quickly – and you're not known there, they, they shun you, man. And they're like, get the hell off this site. So good job by you. Yeah. Thank you, sir. All right, buddy. So listen, uh, obviously everyone is excited about the fourth overall pick. What are the Giants going to do? First off, I, I, there's a couple scenarios, right? There's the Isaiah yep. Simmons question. There's the tackles. There's trade down. I guess the, the best way to start this, bud, is if you are Dave Gettleman, Dave Syverson is Dave Gettleman, what yep. are you doing with that fourth overall pick? Well, I, the first thing I'm doing is shopping it. And, you know, it, it's a very popular answer. It's hey, trade down, get more picks, get more picks. And, you know, at the end of the day, everybody wants more picks, right? right? So it, it comes down to, you know, the buyer needs to meet the seller in the middle. And, you know, if you're someone that's trying to sell your pick, you can't just undervalue it um, and hope that you can get an extra second or third round pick just because. You know, that's what the mock drafts do, right? Like that's, it doesn't work that way. There's a lot to it. Um, A lot of variables have to line up, but that's the first thing I would do is is shop the picks only because you're in that prime location of the first round where, Hey, if a team is falling in love with one of these quarterbacks and they're not sure they can get them at their respective position in the draft, you know, you move up a few spots and, you know, but you want, you don't want to, you know, trade down so far that you can't get one of the prime prospects in the class. Right. Okay. So that, that's kind of the argument that we've been making, right? You have uh, right. Burroughs probably going one. You have Tua probably going 
um, probably, you know, it, it depends if Detroit's willing to trade out, but he'll probably be second. And then you have Justin Herbert. Right. What what is that fourth pick worth? Right. So like people have asked, is the Ra- are the Raiders twelfth and nineteenth overall? Is that worth trading for the fourth overall pick? Like what what's your take on well, that? Well, yeah, I mean that's a good question, and you know there there's a draft pick value chart out there that a lot of teams use as a guide. But if you go back and look at every trade that's ever been done, especially in the top of the draft when the team's going after a quarterback. Um, you know, the, the, usually the one that's selling the pick, okay, which with the Giants would be end up doing, they'd sell the floor. They usually went out on the value. So would a 12 and 19 overall, would that be enough right. uh, for the Giants to trade down? Yes, the, the, the value equals probably in the Giants' favor a little bit. Um, I, I'm not sure that the Raiders are going to be in that position to trade up. I mean, they just they, they do like Derek Carr. He did, did have a solid year right. in 2019. They just signed Marcus Mariota. I think the more realistic options for the Giants trading down is going to be a much smaller uh, trade down, either being Miami or the Chargers, right. possibly Jacksonville. Um, and, you know, if you're only dropping down a few spots, you're probably looking at picking up an extra third or fourth round pick or, you know, uh, a 2021 second or third round pick. I think if you trade down to one or two and you get that third, then the Leonard Williams trade becomes forgiven for the most part. Uh, Giant right, fans right. like, like, look, he contributed to stopping the run. He's not the pass rusher that anybody thought he would be. Um, yep. But, and, you know, giving up a third round pick still is a sore point for the for Giant fans. If they get that pick back, I think it's worth it. So let's hit on yep. like Isaiah Simmons, right? He is the most popular name. Chris and I have been very yep. vocal about it. He is, yeah, and, and it's also because we haven't drafted a linebacker in the first round since Carl Banks in '84. He's a ridiculous yep. athlete. What, what, do, how do, where do you put Isaiah Simmons here, bud? I mean, he's one of the top five grades in the class, and but this, this is one of the most most interesting scouting processes I've ever gone through with a player, and it's because Simmons doesn't have a position, and a, a lot of his success or failure at the next level is going to be based on how a team uses him. And I'm, I've been pretty vocal about this. He's the kind of prospect that you're going to have to kind of build the scheme around him rather than put him into the scheme and, and try to move him around or peg him into one spot. And the reason I say that is if you're going to grade him strictly as an inside linebacker only, which you'll never play, but he's, right. he's an average prospect. Okay. If you're going to grade him strictly as an edge rusher, he's an average prospect. If you're going to grade him strictly as a safety, He's an average prospect. What makes him above average, well above average, is that he can play all those positions at the snap of a finger. And that's what I mean by you're going to have to build the scheme around him rather than try to fit him into a couple roles or two. So in relation to the Giants, the issue, the the question you're going to have to have is, does the the new defensive scheme, we don't know what it's going to look like. They all talk about being multiple, change series to series, week to week, kind of what New England does, what Miami tried to do last year with lack of personnel. It's, you know, what what the value he brings to the table is no matter what, he's going to be on the field and he's going to provide solid play at whatever role you put him into. Now the question is, does that make him an elite prospect or is this the idea of him elite? And that's that's where the question comes in. That's interesting as hell, man. I'm fascinated by that yeah. because, you know, you look at him and you see a four three nine guy, right? I mean, it's ridiculous how yep. fast he is. And it's not, not just the combine. I mean, you see him on, on the yeah. field. He's sideline to sideline. But to your point, it, it's like he sounds like a more souped-up version of Jabril Peppers. Yeah, I, honestly, when I look at what role is he going to play in the Giants' defense, that's the role I'm looking at is, is what Peppers played. It's kind of like a hybrid safety linebacker that can do a lot of things for you. They're different players. They have different skill sets, different set of tools. 
But the question, you're not going to take Peppers off the field. Right. So where are so like where are you going to put Simmons? Who who is coming off the field? And and you know we're not going to be you know making a draft pick based on Ryan Connolly or Lorenzo Carter, okay? But the Giants have to find a spot like who's going to come off the field on passing situations or who's going to come off the field on third and short because Isaiah Simmons is staying on. Right. And without a safe, a true free safety on the roster right now, we don't really know what their edge presence is going to look like in the pass rush. It's a tough. It, that's what really inspires a lot of thought into does Simmons actually fit here? So if I understand you, he's not elite rusher. Yep. He's not elite, not an elite middle linebacker. He's not an elite safety. He can kind of he can kind of do all those things pretty well. Is that fair? Yeah. I think that's a very fair assessment. And you know, I get asked all the time, who would you compare him to? Honestly, I have a hard time. Yeah. I don't love player comparisons, but you know the, the one guy I, I think he's kind of like a mix of of Derwin James, the safety from the Chargers, mm-hmm. and Darius Leonard, uh, the linebacker from Indianapolis. Now Simmons is not the run defender that Leonard is. I was just going to say, if, I was just going to say, if if you told us Darius, if you told us Leonard, Giant fans would be drooling over that. But okay, go ahead. I'm I mean, I would I would I would take in a heartbeat right now. There's no yeah. no question about it. I, I'm you know I lean towards hey get linebackers on this team. I've been saying it for years. Um, and it's been, it bothers me that they just come, you know, they try to like patch this together with your Blake Martinez or your Alec Ogletrees. They never really get a stud in there. He's not that kind of linebacker, though. You know, what one thing the Giant fans could relate to, what Simmons could add a lot of value, he can, he'll be able to cover tight ends. Huh. He'll be able to spy. The, he'll be able to spy the quarterback. You know, like if if Isaiah Simmons was here when Jason Witten was just. Yeah. Um, destroying this Giants defense, you know, you know, we're probably talking about a different outcome. You know, he can make that big of a difference. That's interesting. And that may be enough for Giant fans to say, all right, that is my guy, right? Like, despite yeah. what you're saying, it's <laughs> like, you know what, at least we can cover the tight end. Maybe he, maybe he does everything above average, but if he does yep. that really well, uh, that, that may be worth it for some fans. So, so Dave Syverson at four doesn't sound like you would take him if you're Gettleman. Well, I'm not, and I'm, I'm, you know, the cats. I'll put the cat out of the bag now. I'm leading offensive line with okay. this pick, and um, and I'm biased towards the offensive line. But mm-hmm. I've been banging the table for this team to upgrade the talent on that group for years. Yep. The Nate Solder signing, it, it did not work out. Um, I, I don't think he's going to be here in 2021. You can't tell me that Cameron Fleming is going to fill the issue, fill the hole on the right side. So now you have another gaping hole at center. You can't go into a draft. You can't go into a regular season wanting to win games with this many holes on the offensive line. And even though these guys are not the sexy picks that show up in the box score, show up in the highlight reels, um, you know w- what's the point in, in drafting a running back second overall, a quarterback sixth overall the next year, and not providing them any space or time to work with? I mean, how many times do we have to watch Saquon Barkley get contacted by the defenders? one step into his break. I mean, the guy doesn't even reach the line of scrimmage. And, you know, I think there's enough offensive line talent in this draft to warrant the number four overall pick. All right. So the big four, right? And no secret. You you gave me half of them uh, back in November. (laughs) So I listen, I'm not taking this like it's my knowledge. This is your article. Uh, Andrew Thomas, Andrew Thomas, Tristan Wirfs, and then later on Becton and um, uh, uh, Wills, right? So they're the four names. Which one do you like the best for the Giants? And the reason I ask that is you have Nate Solder at left tackle. He's not going anywhere because of the cap. Now, do they move him to yep. – like the argument I've always had with this is does Nate Solder get moved to right tackle? If he does, then you're taking a left tackle. But if you want pure plug and play, 
you know, you're taking a right tackle now and then there's a big question mark next year. Like, all right, what do we do here? Do we, do we move that right, right. tackle? We just drafted the left tackle. Do, do we go get another one? Right. Like what, which one of the four, first off, do you see is the best? All right. And then which one do you see is the best fit for the giants? So it's good. Both good questions. So my, my, my uh, best fit for, for year one, who I think the giants should be looking at for, if you're, if you're going to put guns to my head right now is worse right. from Iowa. Mm-hmm. And none of these guys, I'll say this, none of these guys are coming into the league without warts. And honestly, if you want to go back and look at scattering reports and game tapes of, of the best college tackles in the game, right? Best NFL tackles in the game right now, if you look at them in college, Rarely are you ever going to find a guy without warts. And I think sometimes it becomes paralysis by analysis, like too much trying to find holes in this game. Worst does have a couple holes in this game. Um, he's very, he, he really struggles to see um, things coming at him from lateral directions. He really struggles with stunts and twists, and that's been a huge issue for the Giants over the past three years. Um, but when you're caught, when he has everything lined up, and when I say everything lined up, his footwork, mm-hmm his hand placement, his balance, and his knee bend, he strikes defenders with his hands, and it's over. Like, when he gets that inside position, it's over. Now, he doesn't always play with proper balance. I don't think he really fully trusts his athletic ability yet. Mm -hmm. And there's going to be things to work on. But when you sign the the tight end they signed from Atlanta, um, I don't even know how to say his last name, Toy Lolo, he is one of the best blocking tight ends in the NFL, and I think one of the reasons why they did that was they knew they were going to go after one of these tackles at four. Oh, it's, that's that a, that's really, a really interesting point. Yeah, I, th- I think that can really help out. Like yeah. One of the best ways to help out a rookie tackle yep. is to have a guard and a tight end next to him that can really help him out with mentally and physically. And Wirfs, he is a great kid. He works his butt off. Okay, and I think that in time you're not going to find a, talent, a, a tackle with more talent and upside than him, but you're going to have to be a little patient. And I don't think it's going to be a year one like, hey, he comes in and get, makes the Pro Bowl as a rookie. You're just going to have to give him a year, let him learn the game, let him trust his ability. He's got to be coached up. He will start though. I mean, I and that's yes. another thing, right? If you yes. if you're taking if you're taking Andrew Thomas, I I just yep. it doesn't make sense from a fourth overall pick starting day one standpoint, unless you're moving Solder to the right side. So based on what you're saying, Werfs is the best fit for the Giants. Um, Is is he the best overall tackle? Like if if you're starting from scratch, who's the guy you take of the four? I'm I'm taking Werfs from from scratch. And and, and he did did prove he can play on the left side. It wasn't a lot, but he did play on the left a little bit in 2019. Um, If you want immediate help, like I think that the guy that's going to be the best in 2020 is Wills from Alabama. Mm -hmm. Um, He has probably the most developed footwork. He's also very good with his hands, just like worse. And he's got a little bit more. He's got better balance, and uh, he, he is almost a spitting image of what David Bakhtari was, the current tackle for the uh, Green Bay Packers. Yeah. Um, almost like almost parallel to the combine measurements, arm length, height. Um, the thing about Thomas, and I was all over Thomas early in the year. I came into the year, he was my number one tackle. Yeah. He, it, it's it all comes down to how hard he wants to try. You know, he, his effort and his and his, his um, desire, which is a huge part of blocking, it's not always there. But when he tries hard, he's, he's the best of the group. So I think if you're going to say, like, hey, you really want to take a shot on someone, if you want to gamble on all these guys reaching their upside, Thomas is the best one. But I'll tell you what, 
there are similarities between Andrew Thomas and Eric Flowers more than, you know, we're going to want to talk about. Yeah. So I think I speak for all Giant fans when I say no thanks, right? Like if that's really yeah. the, the assessment, <laughs> it's like, okay, we're good here. Yeah. We'll, we'll take the person yeah. that's going to, the player that's going to try hard, doesn't need to be motivated. We've gone through enough yep. of that. Uh, but that's yep. interesting. You yep. think Worfs is the best right now or, or has a high upside um, and yep. is the best fit for the Giants. Now, I do. say next year, Combs, and I don't want to get too far ahead, but is he a guy that they can yeah. move to left tackle? I do, 100%. Yeah. I, I would even predict that. If the Giants took him, they let him get acclimated to the speed of the NFL, work on his technique for a year, um, learn on the fly a little bit. He has Zietler, uh, Zeitler next to him. He's got the new tight end on the other side of him. And then by the time uh, 2021 rolls around, I think he's your starting left tackle. So I know it's easier said than done, like you said, but man, if they could trade down one or two spots, still get worse, get another yeah. pick. Oh my God, this would just be, you know, almost a That perfect... would be a major, a major victory. Yeah, perfect scenario. So, in, so yep. all right, Dave Syverson takes Tristan Wirfs round one. Round two, are you looking for center? Because, you know, I mean, you need one right away, unless you're going to go with Spencer Pulley for one year. Um, are you going center or are you going maybe like a, if a Del Pitt falls or I, the guy that you turned me on to, the guy from LSU, yep. Chason? I mean, is that how you say yeah. his name? I mean, I got. Case, yep. sorry. So you, you wrote about him. You wrote about the top five guys for the Giants in November. And, and just yep. so you know, I don't just yep. edit, I read your stuff. It's phenomenal, right? <laughs> so it, nice, you, know, you had Andrew you. Thomas, you had Wirfs, and these were five guys for the Giants. You had Chase Young, obviously, uh, Isaiah Simmons, and then you had Kaysan, right? I yep. watched that LSU game, I, uh, the, the, the one before the championship game, and I couldn't t- keep my eyes off that guy. I'm thinking, yeah, man, this he, guy, what a find, man. Like, that was a great call by you. Like, is that a guy you would take he, in the second round if you were the Giants? Oh, yeah. I mean, he's definitely a, a capable being. That he's, I, don't think, I don't think he's going to be there in the second round, but if right. he's there, he has, to, he has to be in the discussion. Right. Um, just a fiery, young, fast, explosive, bendy. I mean, everything you want out of an edge rusher, right. movement-wise, he has it. You know, I think he's going to need some time to add some bulk and strength to his frame, but you have to keep in mind, uh, he, he tore up his knee in his second year and he had yeah. to spend that entire year rehabbing. Mm-hmm. Like those years are really important for college players because that's when they really start adding like muscle mass to their frame. So instead of him doing that over the course of an off season, he, he was rehabbing the injury. So I still think you ha- he has a frame that's going to handle 10, 15 more pounds over time. Um, but right away, I mean, I think he's a more like when we watch Lorenzo Carter, you're looking at tools. I mean, he's dripping in talent. But he he just can't seem to put it together. Where whereas Chason he has similar tools, similar explosion, but he has a more developed skill set. And I'll tell you what, I mean, he is another really high character guy. You don't wear number eighteen at LSU unless you're really high character. And uh, that, that's the one jersey they give out to the, like the biggest leader on the team. He, he's another guy that I mean, when you hear Joe Judge talk about the kind of athlete, the kind of versatility, the kind of player that they want on the team. I would think he's on the very short list of players that they're going to be going after. Now that's a guy, right? They're, I think they were up twenty-one in that game, and they the other uh, the I forget who they were playing. Was it Georgia? Maybe the mm-hmm. team scored, and he was pissed on yeah. the side. He was pissed on the sidelines, and I thought, oh my god, I, lo- I that's what yeah. I want, right? I want a guy who's up twenty-eight-seven and who's aggravated that yeah. he just gave up a touchdown. His defense. Same here. Same here, man. Right. I mean, like I can remember a couple years ago when the Giants were losing. I forget one of the games they were getting blown out. You look on the sideline, Eli Apple's joking around with someone. And it was like, Dallas. The Dallas you know, when game. He wasn't playing. When yeah. You, yeah. When, when you watch that as a fan, you know, it really makes it look like 
these guys don't care. And it's hard to get behind it. It's hard to get behind a team like that. And you're never going to have to deal with that with a guy like Chase on. All right. So in the second round, and, and, and we'll probably close with this because we're almost at 20 minutes already. Dude, I could, I could talk draft okay. with you for about six oh, hours yeah. straight. <laughs> Same so. here, man. Um, I, I, lo- <laughs> Same I absolutely here. love this. So in the second round, if Ruiz is there, if, um, you know, I know your boy, Nick Harris, you like him too. If those guys are there and you yeah. just took Tristan Wirfs, but a guy like Chase on falls, is that who do you, who, what are you doing if you're the Giants? Are you I'm waiting, are you waiting for round three for that center? Yes, I am. I, I, I do think I, there's five centers in this draft I like. One of them's going to be there at the end of round three. And I, I'm going defense with that second pick. I'm going to tell you another position that you're going to want to look at, okay? Yeah. Um, in this new scheme, this is very like New England, Miami type. I, I, if you're trying to diagnose what kind of scheme they're going to run, um, you, one of the most important positions along that defensive line is called the crash end, okay? And it's a guy that needs to be able to be a hybrid 3-4-4-3 defensive end. They're normally – 280 pounds plus 34 plus plus inch arms um they need to be able to kind of change their style on a dime there's two defensive ends that i think the giants are going to have a high grade on i think they're perfect fits one of them is aj epinesa from iowa okay yeah. uh he runs and then there's another one from auburn uh marlon davidson they're both guys that played on the edge one at iowa one at auburn but they were playing so many different roles. And these are the kind of guys that don't need to come off the field when you're changing your scheme, uh, snap to snap, series to series, week to week. Um, the Giants have Leonard Williams out there, but this is also a guy that can move out and play uh, stand-up outside defense event. Okay, so you know we're not taking – this is not a defensive tackle that we're, we're drafting here or that I'm talking about. We're talking about a defensive end that can play kind of like the hybrid 3-4 DN, 4-3 DN, and the 3-4 stand-up outside linebacker. You know, I, I think it's important that the Giants really stick to like, hey, we need to build the trenches on both sides of the ball. That's really been the main reason why this team has been so bad for so long. So you go with one of those guys in round two, and then you wait, even if they don't trade down, you wait for the end of round three to take your center then. Yeah, and you know if there if there's a center if there's only one left and you're in the you know you're ten fifteen picks away and you want to see if you can move up and give off you know a six round pick for one, um, I think it's worth it because right now I don't think that it's starting centers on the Giants roster and that's that's a scary position to be in, yeah. um, and it's really scary to say that we're going to rely on a third round rookie, um, but rookie centers have had some success in the league the past few years if you have enough support around them, <laughs> and I do think the Giants have that with Hernandez and Seidler. All right, Dave Syvertson, where can people find your work? Um, well, I'm R Lab Scouting, LLC. Um, we have a website. We're very, uh, we probably have the top depth charts for the NFL and, and all of the college football teams, FBS and FCS. Um, our draft guide goes out this Friday, I believe. Um, 25 bucks. It's the, it's the longest standing draft guide in the business. Um, we go into more detail than anyone out there. Um, there's, there's five or six of us that really put a lot of effort into it. We're led by Dan Shanka, 25 year NFL scout. Um, that is now the, the C, the CEO of our lads. Um, you can go onto the website, order it there and, uh, that'd be awesome. And in the insider, uh, that just came out this week, guys, that is all Dave Syvertson's, uh, work in the draft section. Okay. Not, not the, what would the giants do? That's, that's me and Chris, but the, the analysis of each player that is Dave Syvertson, Dave, I've said this before, man. You should be more famous than you are. You should be on. You should be on the <laughs> NFL Network. Like I've been reading your stuff for three years now, and I'm like, this guy knows 
so friggin' much about these these players. It's ridiculous. And I, I seriously, man, uh, it was awesome having you on. I want to thank you for your time. And uh, the bad news is you're going to have to come back, buddy. Yeah, thank you, sir. Thank you for the kind words. I can't wait to be back. Good stuff, man. All right, everybody, you are listening to the Giant Insider Podcast with Chris Bizignano and Jerry Foley, available on iTunes, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, and a host of other platforms. Chris, I hope everybody enjoyed that um, awesome interview with Cyrus. And, man, we got to have him back. Um, real quick, I, you know, I, I, look, I, I've told you before. He likes those Notre Dame guys too, Jerry. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. <laughs> I'm sorry. I could have to get that in there. <laughs> well, yeah. Well, well, explain to people what you're saying. What, what you mean? Well, Dave, you know, he he yeah, he's one of the few guys that has Cole Komet, the tight end from Notre Dame, is the best tight end coming out of the country. You know, he likes a Troy Prize. He likes he likes the Notre Dame guys, man. You know, yeah, uh, yeah. he's liked it for years. Uh, uh, so me and Dave. I always look at him to see what the hell he's going to write about him, and he, we always seem to be eye to eye on those Golden Domas, man. Which, I, which of course, puts a twinkle in my eye, Jerry. When right, I, when it you gets know, him uh, even more credibility, right? I mean, my, so my guy. Well, credibility, buddy. So yeah, in the Insider, um, Cybertson wrote all the draft stuff, and he put Cole Komet first, and Chris was like, "We're reading another um, publication, and he wasn't first, and and Cybertson had him first, so." Chris was like, Cyrus to do that? Oh, yes, thank God, you know, and he was all happy. <laughs> um, so, look, I'm a buffoon when it comes to the sport of golf. I don't do it. Um, I know you do now. You are, you are heavily into golf when you can. Uh, hopefully they've reopened for you because you really enjoy that sport. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, the, uh, what is it, the U.S. Open and the Masters now are going to be going up against the NFL? Yeah, yeah, Jerry, it's, it's, you know, the Opens, the majors in golf always, they didn't want to, you know, they didn't want to conflict with the NFL weekends. They didn't want to go against them, you know. But due to what happened this year with the coronavirus, you know, the U.S. Open is now the 17th to the 20th of September. Of September, and the Masters, which was supposed to be this week, Jerry, is tomorrow was supposed to be round one, is now pushed back to November 12th to the 15th. So, dude, I mean, wow. Uh, you talk about some weekends that are going to be in some uh, a little competition on the networks there, Jerry. <laughs> Um, it'll be interesting to see how that turns out because football obviously is the number one rated sport by far. Um, but the Masters and U.S. Open, these are heavily viewed um, tournaments, Jerry, you know. And for the first time, they're going to be competing against, you know, the NFL Sundays, you know. Um, so you got guys in the Masters. Somebody's going to be getting a green jacket on a Sunday afternoon, Jerry, while a 4 o'clock game is going on. You know? It's going to be interesting because um, yeah. one of my buddies that, is a scratch, you know, scratch golfer. Uh, who 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 said that if he had a choice between I, I don't know, dude, I don't know the famous courses, Chris, or going to a giant Super Bowl? Augusta, he's probably talking about. That's it. probably it. Yeah, he he chose to he would choose to go there, then go to a giant Super Bowl. So it's gonna be interesting to see the, those diehard golf fans uh, what they'll do. I don't. I mean, for me, it's like choosing between basket weaving or watching the Giants. But for people, it's gonna be a thing. It's gonna be a, it's gonna Jerry, be a choice. Jerry, I gotta be honest with you. You know. Um, you know, my love for golf has really kicked up since I've taken up the sport last year. I'm actually, uh, actually started getting the hang of it. <laughs> and then this virus hit. I was all ready to roll this year. And now this virus hits. The wall shut down. But, Jerry, I have to be honest with you, dude. Yeah. That Masters, yeah. right? Yeah. That 4 o'clock game, which should be stretching almost to the end of the 4 o'clock game. Um, if it's not the Giants, right? Yeah. I'll be peeking to see who the hell, those last three holes or four holes and to see what the hell's going on, man. But see, that's an, uh, e that's an easy one for you because you'll watch every game seven times the next day. 
Yeah, you're, yeah, you're I a buffoon. Because so, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm an absolute buffoon. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But um, yeah, I'll be peeking. I gotta be honest with you, Jerry. If it's not the Giants, man, I'll, I'll be peeking to see what the hell's going on in, in those two tournaments. And I'm not the only one. Look at your friend, right? Look what your friend said, right? Yeah. Um, golf. Uh, we we idiots and golf fans. Uh, we golf idiot fans like me, and like your friend will admit, you know, we're, we're kind of a, we're kind of like lunatics with it. And and the four majors is really big. And so anyway, the point being, Jerry, is that I don't want to ramble on you, but the point being is that. Yeah. It's going to be interesting going up against the NFL. This is the first time, bud. You know, so that friend is uh, for those of you on Big Blue Interactive. It's Giant Golfer, so that's the guy. So if you want to uh, give him crap that he was mentioned, uh, give him a. Home. Yeah, I'm not going to go with that over the Giant Super Bowl. I'm not happy with him there. I gotta be no, I, I. Well, I think it, it was playing on the course. I think he met. Was this the same? Was this the same guy I yelled at last year during a, a preseason Giant game? He was out or something on vacation. I was like, "What the hell are you doing on vacation? The yes. Giants are playing." Yes. Uh, I wasn't happy with that either. That's right. I know we have to check his loyalty. Maybe it should be <laughs> just golfer on Big Blue Interactive and not giant golfer. Yeah, I'm not happy with this guy. No, I'm only kidding. He's a good dude. I met him. He's a good dude. I'm only kidding, folks. Good stuff. All right, let's go, man. 96 responses to the, uh, to the uh, hey, please ask questions uh, tweet. And we got 96 responses, guys. A lot of them, I'm sorry, we've answered already. A lot of them are who do we want it for. You know what? We can revisit some of them, um, but look, we don't want to repeat ourselves and make this boring. We want to try and keep this fresh. So here we go. Jeff, Jeff Johnson. Jerry, yes. Jerry, one second, please, since we talk about who we want it for. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. Could people stop tweeting that Beckton's a bum? He stinks. All right. The kid hasn't played a snap in the NFL. So many people haven't rated the number one tackle coming out. All right. And by can the way, it's not necessarily stop. it's not necessarily what Chris wants. It's what he thinks will happen. I could be dead wrong. I probably will be dead wrong. I just is going. This is what I think the Giants are going to. This is what I think the Giants are going to do. But can we stop it? That you know, oh Chris, you're dead wrong. He stinks. The kid's Eric Flowers part two, two point The kid hasn't played a snap yet. All right. Now there's so many people in the NFL think the kid's going to dominate at this level. He might not, but he might. Now that now stop just, acting just so like you know what the hell you're about. Because you said that, the Kyle Johnsons and the Frank Seattle's of the world are, tw- are going to tweet at you. Chris, you don't know what you're talking about. As soon yeah, as I know. hear this thing. I, I know. I know. <laughs> All right, let's go. Jeff Johnson at Coach Jeff 01. Lorenzo Carter really wasn't a great pass rush guy in college. Is it possible we're trying to use him in a role he just isn't fit for? Could he be more effective if we ask him to cover and be more of a run and hit linebacker as opposed to asking him to rush the passer. Do you mean off the ball, Jeff? Now, like, what, is, what does Banks say about Lorenzo Carter, Chris? Does he talk about him to you at all? Yeah. Yeah, no, he, he, loves, his, he loves his raw ability. He, there's things he has to work on. But, it's, but like, like, like Carl says all the time, this is not a kid you give up on. This is not a kid you say, oh, he can't do it, forget it, it's two years in the league, he, he's, he's not going to get, you know. He's a kid with a lot of talent, man. He's a kid with a lot of talent. That Banks feels the light is going to go on as far as he, him honing his skills, right? Yeah. Not that the kid doesn't work hard. Not that the kid doesn't care. Just that, you know, let him get his, let him hone his skills a little bit more. He feels he's going to be a very good player, you know. Um, and it, hopefully, listen, Jerry, this is year three now for Carter, so he's going to have to show something a lot more this year. But yeah, no, Carl likes him a lot, a lot. Nice. Joe, uh, let's see, Carlos Rodriguez. There's gonna, I know there's questions that I can, as soon as I read a question, I'm like, Chris doesn't like this question, but I'll answer it. And if you want to answer it, you go ahead. Otherwise you can say pass. How about that? Carlos Rodriguez at Big Blue Issues. 
Regarding the Tampa jersey reveal, if your favorite player goes to another team, in your opinion, does it make you disloyal to the team you root for if you purchase said player's jersey? Yes, that's a violation. Unless it was Lawrence Taylor getting cut and going somewhere else. You cannot do that. Sorry, Carlos. Yeah, what are we, five years old? We're, we're giants. Come on. You don't do that. I don't care if Saquon Barkley went somewhere else. You don't go buying that jersey. Hashtag buffoon. Sorry, Carlos. Get a little passionate about it. Uh, Alan, I don't know his last name. Tyre, S-I-A-S. Do you really think there's a legit market to trade back one time? Would Gettleman see the value of that? Or do you think he's still picking best player available? So you know what? Let's, let's talk about that real quick. We always say this is the draft. He should do it. Do you think he will just stay put and take who he wants, or do you think he trades back, Chris? I think it depends on what Detroit does, Jerry. Oh, okay, wow, that's interesting. Now, if Detroit stands put, right? Yeah. And they draft third, then guess what? Here we go. San Diego, uh, San Diego, listen to me. The LA Chargers and the Miami Dolphins are going to be calling Gettleman, right? Yeah. Because Miami's going to want to make sure they get Tua. And it charges if, the, if Tua's the number one on the charges shot, they got to try to get Tua. Yeah. Okay? So, to me, it depends so much what the Lions do. Obviously, if the Lions trade back in Miami, or oh, the Chargers jump in that spot, right? Yeah. And they draft Tua, and then, to me, it's like, okay, well, Miami's going to go fifth. They're going to they're draft the quarterback. Giants are not drafting the quarterback. So, then Miami will draft their quarterback at five. Right. That's the way I, that's the way I see. Now, now. Does somebody come out of left field and want that quarterback with the fourth pick and jump in front of Miami? Yeah, that's possible too. So how far back does Gettleman want to go? Like, could could the Raiders do something like that? Oh, that's that's the one I would do. I know guys don't. Twelve and nineteen does it for me because then you get you get the, probably the last of the tackles. You get the one that stinks, you know, Chris Becton, and then you can get Chase on. Yeah. So, so no, I'm just saying you would get the last of those tackles and Jerry. then you get Chase on. But I will say, uh, as you guys have all just heard, Chris hasn't heard this, but I can say it now because you'll hear it. Uh, uh, Dave Syverson believes that um, Andrew Thomas is kind of like Eric Flowers in that high. Uh, he's got an upside, but it's about effort. So we've got to be careful with who we end up with as well. So there you go. Sorry. Right. Jerry, you look at that, right, and look at behind this. I mean, who needs a quarterback? You look at the first team, it's Vegas at 12. Okay? That's so does weird. Gruden, that. I'm not used to that. that like, that's Vegas. weird. It really is. Does, does, does Gruden try to move up? Yeah. That's the question, right? Yeah. Do the Jets try to move up because they can't stand Donald? No, I'm only kidding. Evan Roberts, I'm only kidding. All right? They should get rid of Donald, but no, no. I'm only kidding. All right? So, it's Vegas. Um, The team to look out for, Jerry. Mm. You, remember, you remember how the Bears did that a couple years ago, Jerry, with Trubisky? Yeah, I guess. He came out of nowhere like, oh, crap, remember? Well, that's the everybody on Twitter says, you can't move up one and get picks for it. Guys, look at the draft. Look at the haul the 49ers got for that. They moved up one. The 49ers got a second, a third, another second. One spot. Well, well, if the Giants do that with Miami, you know, the Giants are obviously going to get Miami's number one. Yeah. And they got to get a number two from them. And then, like, whatever. Or, or another. And another, they got to get a boatload, right? Yeah. Jerry, you got to get Miami's number one. You, sw- you swap ones, and then you got to get a, a, a second round pick, bud. Yes. Got to get their second. They got a couple of seconds. They got to get one of their seconds. Or oh, we're not talking. Now, does Vegas, you know. Uh, why? They got to have you do the phones for the Giants. Let me do the phones. Shut up. We're not talking. <laughs> Click. I, I mean, Brian Flores is calling me one Brooklyn guy to another guy, and he's like, yo, Chris, uh, we'll give you a we'll swap ones, and we'll give you a three. No, Brian, what are you out of your mind? If, we, if you're not talking to two, get off the phone. 
<laughs> you know what I mean? That's what I'm saying. So, so Jerry, what other team, what other team could come out of nowhere and try to get that pick? I mean, I have John Gruden, yeah, and that's about it, bud. Yeah, no, it's the. It's the New England? Does Belichick do something dramatic like that? I can't envision it. But the Giants won't trade down to wherever they are. What is it? 20 something. They're Jerry. They're not trading down to 23rd. Right, right, right. To That's me, the farthest. I mean, I don't even want 12, Jerry, because now you're looking at, you know, you're not going to get that impact. Simmons, you're not going to get one of those four tackles, maybe, or the one that you want. So uh, we'll see, dude. We'll see, you know? Yeah, I would do it. I would go 12 and because you're giving me 19. Then you're getting your edge guy. You're getting the. You know, you're probably getting the next best edge guy at 19. You're getting that uh, Chasen or your uh, Epineza, whatever, however you say his name. <laughs> One of those guys. Please. You know, stay away from him, Jerry. Stay away from him. Mm, really? Uh, Epineza, from, uh, stay away from him. All Don't right. like him. Cyberton loves him. Don't like him. Well, you, uh, you know what? I like Dave. You know how much I respect Dave. But yeah. right now, he's one of the few guys that actually likes him. Cool. I'm just saying, dude. No, no, no. Hey, buddy, this is this is what makes it fun. This is what the distraction is, pal. Experts, you don't know what these teams are thinking. That's what makes it fun, man. I'm not saying Dave's wrong. I'm not saying I'm right. I'm just saying I don't like the kid. That's it. That's it. I can't believe you're not pounding the drum more for Aquara. Uh, I got to be honest with you, Jerry. Wow. Here it comes. Look at me. Jerry, if yes. he's there with an 89 pick in the third round, take him. Okay. But Julian, he bothered me a little bit last year, the way he finished, mm -hmm. okay? And in some of the big games, he wasn't there. Mm. Um, he, he, he didn't really have an impact. on uh, uh, so The first half of the year did some things. Last year did things, don't get me wrong. Um, but um, I think he's a kid, Jerry, that for some reason, right, Jerry? For yeah. some reason, you go into the fourth round and nobody's taking him. And he, uh, Giants come up, oh, that's a no-brainer. You know what I mean? A la Julian Love. You know what I mean? It's a no-brainer. Yeah. yeah. was wearing number 20 now. He's really I, happy like, about that. And by the way, that looks like a really, I don't know why, but it looks like a safeties number. I know Jenkins wore it, but just 20 looks more like a safety to me. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe they keep him well, there. Well, you know what, Jerry? Unfortunately, because of everything that's happened in this country, right now, yeah. if everything was normal, I would have told you what the hell they were doing. Yeah. So I would have been there the last few days, you know? I'm surprised Judge hasn't consulted you yet. Well, he hasn't consulted me yet. He probably doesn't have my number. But um, when he does, I'm going to recommend slot, just to let you know. Richard Savner at SAFAM17. What do you think of the idea of adding three rounds to the draft? Is it a viable, viable proposal or too late? Hashtag buffoon crew. I don't know if that's something that was floated or if you're just asking that, Rich. I You could add 27 rounds for me, and I'm I'll be into it. I... I I don't care. You could start looking at Pop Warner kids at this point. I, I want sports back. Uh, I'm desperate for anything. I think adding three also, to be honest with you, the way, you know, I, I look, I, I gave a plug to my wife's cousin, uh, Zach Mesday from, from Temple, who isn't, doesn't have a chance to work out in his pro day. I know there are bigger problems than Zach not working out at a pro day, but those guys who are going to be undrafted free agents or dreamers in the seventh round, uh, I think this gives them a, a better chance to, to maybe get noticed, get signed and, so I would be for it. You know, selfishly, I admit I would be for the, the extra three rounds. I don't know if that's your idea, though, Rich, or not. But I, if it is, kudos to you, buddy. I like it. Well, that's actually been floating around a little bit. Oh, there you go. Nice. Okay. But, but I, you know, it's not going anywhere. But that has been floating around. Then, Rich, I take it back. It wasn't your idea. But I still like it. 
Good stuff. <laughs> uh, but Rich is all over it, though. Rich is all over it. Rich usually is. Uh, asks very good questions when he asks them. Doesn't ask him every week. Sound New York at G-Man fan. This, is, this guy asks questions all the time. I love him. How do you guys feel about Everson Griffin if we can't get Golden back and the clowny dream dies? Nice. Hashtag buffoon crew. By the way, clowny is not going to Seattle, supposedly. They said slim and none, and slim just left town, baby. So the, the clowny dream lives on. What do you think about Everson, Everson Griffin? Uh, he's, listen, uh, he's still pretty good end, you know, 4-3 end. Um, but I, I don't see the Giants. No, I don't, I don't see the Giants taking a fly on that. Where's Clowney going, Jerry? I don't know, Chris. It's still out there. So Seattle basically said we're done with this now? I don't uh, Yes. Well, they said, you- they, 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 I saw today that it, the chances of Seattle signing him are slim and none. Oh, okay. Probably Eagles will get him. I know. I know. It's so true. Oh, even during this, they'll get him. Like, <laughs> even, like the only sports update over the next three days will be, well, the uh, clownies come to terms with the Philadelphia Eagles. On a one-year, uh, $9 million deal. <laughs> uh, yeah, he'll take nothing. He'll take nothing to go there, too. And that's uh, so Adrian Atashley asked that question now that he lowered his price to think the Giants will reconsider. Um, yeah, you know, everybody's asking about gold, and I don't want to read too much into it, but number 44 was given out, wasn't it? That was one of the numbers uh, that was handed out to somebody. I think it was, yeah. I think I don't know if it was the long snapper. I, I, I saw 44 and I thought, huh, that's weird. Like, uh, we'll see. Uh, yeah, yep. I don't know if that means anything, but it's just a little odd. That's all. So. Yep. Yeah. Um, we'll see, man. It doesn't look like it's going to happen, right? But we'll see. <sighs> Javier Burgos, Chris. It's a good question because we both, you know, we we you want Simmons. Um, I'm wavering. I'm wavering a bit after talking to Dave, but I still think I want Simmons. Are any of the tackles worth a top four pick? Like, if 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 they take Becton, are you are you happy with that, or will you say, ah, they should have traded down, or they should have taken Simmons if he was there? Like, are you okay with them taking a tackle at four? Yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm predicting they take Becton. I know, but it's then maybe not what you want, right? Like, like. Oh no, I, no, I'd rather have the impact defensive player. Yeah. Right. But no, I have no problem to take uh, him or worse at four. No. Okay. Uh, good news sports asked that. How, what would you trade down? I mean, he brings up Jason. Yes, yes, dude. That's a great question. I'm sorry we said it already, but holy crap, what a great question. Kyle Johnson, our boy Kyle at Kyle Johnson 3. Do you guys see Gettleman trying to swap picks with. That's not it. Now, listen, this is not a bad question when he, the way he words this. Do you guys see Gettleman? trying to swap picks with the Jaguars to get Yannick. I feel if they did this, then the Giants drop to nine and can get a no tackle, and mm. then, they, then they get Yannick. Now, how about this? I don't see it happening, but would you, would you do that if you were the Giants, Chris? Oh, I would definitely consider that. Yep. Okay. okay. No question, because you're still going to get that one of those kids at nine. Right? Yes, yes. Sorry, I'm, I'm hoping you comment more because I'm looking for the next question. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, I know. Listen, I mean, <laughs> yeah, no, I could definitely see that. Uh, I mean, that, would, that wouldn't be the worst thing, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, okay, that's all I have. That's funny. That's all I have, Jerry. Sorry. Here's a good question. Hunt for five at G-Men Pride 4. Love the podcast every week, Jerry and Chris. Thanks, man. Should we be nervous that Gettleman won't be in the same room as Judge or other NYG scouts? No. Do you think no. there's? Do you think it makes less? Okay, here's a good question though. Do you think this 
makes trading down even less of a possibility. Hashtag buffoon crew quarantine edition. Nice job, buddy. Nah, they're all prepared, Jerry. Uh, it's not going to affect you know them trading down or anything like that. They'll they'll know what's going on. Hopefully, it runs smooth as far as the communication wise. That's that's the issue, right? Yeah. Uh, that could be the issue, I should say. This is all new to everybody here, you know. But they've been working on this technology wise, Jerry, now since two weeks ago, you know. Yeah. yeah. And they have some of the best people, so called best people, working on this, getting ready for those three hours that Thursday night uh, in two weeks. So. Hopefully it's not an issue, but you never know, man. It's the first time for this. Uh, Giants carb crush. Greetings, Jerry and Chris. There's a funny question, Chris. Which of these former Giants quarterbacks would you choose to get you 30 yards and into field goal range for a possible win? A, Dave Brown. B, Danny Cannell. C, Tommy Maddox. D, Jeff Rutledge. E, Kent Graham. That's easy for me because he did it, and this was one of the games I went to before I had season tickets. Uh, Kent Graham. He, he beat the, uh, yeah. the undefeated Broncos at the time. Yeah, I would go with Graham, too. I wouldn't have much confidence in his other guys. No, and I mean, even like I'd flip a coin between Tommy Maddox and Danny Cannell. I mean, it, you know, that's what it is. Yeah. Uh, trade down and get Beckton, please. There you go, Chris. Trade down and get Beckton. Doesn't have a no, question. he stinks. He stinks. He doesn't have a question. He just says, I love you. Thanks. All right, buddy. Good stuff, man. Uh, let's see. We'll go to a couple more, and then we will, uh, we'll finish this up. There, oh, here we go. Big Blue VCR. Again, guys, if you're not following him, you should. He posts pictures of old Giant Insiders every day, and he puts <laughs> clips out of old Giant games. He's awesome. There were reports last week that Baker was sleeping in meetings as a rookie. We know that there were some questions on him adjusting to being a pro last year. How concerned should we be that no real offseason program, about no, no offseason program, and more on his own that Baker will figure it out? So is that a concern for you? No. Um, listen, that is confirmed. Baker did fall asleep at some meetings. Oh, my God. Um, you know, yeah. Um, it's so bad. But, I mean, it's so bad, right? It's so bad. But like I, like I, I've also tweeted, you know, uh, to me, you know, Sherman should have sat him down for a half. I mean, Chris, life is 50% showing up, right? <laughs> like, yeah. I mean, you know, no. Sherman. See, I, I, you know, once again, I'll get on Sherman there, yeah. you know, where he just – Never held anybody accountable, okay? Mm-hmm. Uh, it, that's a case where Baker should have sat down a half, right? Whatever the hell meeting he fell asleep in, he should not have been playing the next week, starting yeah. the next week, right? Yeah. No question about it. This isn't Lawrence Taylor here, all right? <laughs> okay? So now, on that point, mm-hmm. I've tweeted this and I've said it numerous times about DeAndre Baker, okay? Um, he, the light went on a little bit. The, la- the latter part of the season, he got serious. Yep. Some veterans told him, yo, my man, you're not going to be in this league very long. It's all about getting a second contract. You better start working at this profession, um, on your pro- uh, at this prof- uh, at your craft, because you're not going to be, you're going to be, I said this during the season, remember, Jerry? Yes, you did. I had a veteran tell me that he was told, guess what? If you don't start working hard at, this, at your craft in this league, you're not going to be like NFL, not for long. It finally started to hit DeAndre. And I noticed a change in his personality because I ripped him apart one time during the season last year on Twitter. Ripped him apart. Right? Yeah. And I was basically, who the hell is this kid that walked by you and go, no, I'm not talking. You know? Yeah. Um, that changed. He seemed in the last month, month and a half to get it. He, that reflected on the field. 
He yeah. played better the last four games of the season. Um, no, I don't think this whole season being canceled. Hopefully, he's he's training and getting ready to go when the bell does ring in training camp, whatever the hell it might be. Okay, um, because if not, then he's not going to. You know, he's not going to be around long, but he's going to be a, he's going to be labeled a bust if he comes in lazy and overweight and all that stuff. You know. Yep. All right, man. One more question. We are almost out of time. From Chodeman at Chodeman23. What are the odds Gutterman pulls a Daniel Jones type of pick and takes someone off the radar? And if so, who do you think it is? I, I know who they would take. I know who Gutterman would take. You ready to hear it? What, like an off the radar type pick? Yeah, it's not going to be the four guys. It's not going to be Simmons. It's not going to be Chase Young. It's going to be somebody off. off. Eric, Eric Brown. That's it. That's the one. Thank you. Very smart. You're, you're, you're smart, Chris. Perfect. Yes, that's exactly who it would be. Yeah. Yeah, well, that I gotta be honest with you, Jerry. If that even happened, I wouldn't even be like shocked. <laughs> I wouldn't be shocked. I wouldn't be happy if he traded down and did it. I'd be like, okay, but I wouldn't be happy. I'm just uh, telling you, I wouldn't shock. Depends where they get. Like if they traded down. Okay, if they traded down with the Raiders and took him at twelve, and then took oh, somebody else at nineteen. Yeah. All right, but that's not yeah. a guy we want. Nothing against him. It's just not a guy we need. You know, nah, I mean, you'd rather have a tackle or, or an impact defensive play. I mean, uh, Isaiah, Simmons, you know, yeah, 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 you know, you know. All right. I think that's it, buddy. Anything else? No, that's it, man. Everybody stay safe. Yeah, stay safe, man. See you next week, man. Hopefully we can uh, be that distraction for you guys. We'll be back next week. Um, we'll see. We'll see what we'll talk about. I'm sure there'll be more. By then, maybe we sign Clowney and we can uh, have a big party, have a virtual oh, we'll finish party. Up. We'll finish up the draft talk and – yeah, it'll be it'll, it'll be uh, you know. Uh, oh, you know what, Jerry? Yeah. Next week we do our mock all thirty-two. What do you think? Yes, done. Absolutely. We'll do the mock draft, right? Yes, yes. and we'll you know we'll talk about later round giant picks too. Yeah, there you go. We got plenty to talk about. All right, guys. If you want to order a subscription or a copy of the Giant Insider, guys, if you haven't yet, please do go to www.thegiantinsider.com. Go to magster.com for a digital subscription. M a g z t e r. Download the Giant Insider app from the App Store once again. We are honored, not he is honored. We are honored to have Yeah, you are one arrogant guy, man. I know. My maintenance. Bob Sagendorf to be our producer <laughs> going forward. Awesome stuff for us. Chris, anything else? No. Um, yeah, listen, everybody be careful, man. And, you know, and hopefully everybody gets through this. That's all, you know? Yep. All right, guys. Remember, Sundays are giant days. Take care, everybody. Bye-bye, everybody.